Ladies and gentlemen, in today's video, I'm going to share with you the 17 success secrets of the top 1%. Now, what this means is that I'm going to show you an insight into what makes millionaires millionaires. But in fact, even farther than that, I've been in a very fortunate situation to make tens of millions of dollars in my 20s and have an incredible audience that tunes in and listens to me. And because I've worked hard, but also been incredibly blessed in this life, that's also meant that I've had anyone you could ever imagine try to reach out to me, connect. I'm talking the richest men in certain countries I literally play paddle and tennis with. I'm talking some of the highest level footballers, some of the highest level Formula One drivers. I'm talking self-made owners of some of the biggest companies on earth. So the reason I tell you this is because what I'm going to share with you are things that I've personally learned in my time accomplishing a fair amount, definitely a very respectable amount, but nowhere near what some of these people that I spend time with on a weekly basis, what they've accomplished. So even though the title of the video is to share with you the secrets of the top 1%, this is really stuff that applies to the top 001% in any given industry. So with no further ado, let's get straight into it. Now, real quick, before we get into this video, all of these concepts are very conceptual and are life lessons that you need to apply. But I know for a lot of people watching, they want the, hey, do this, do that, don't do this, don't do that, to actually start with their own entrepreneurial venture and to start making money online this year. And there's tons of good ways to do it and tons of bad ways to do it. So after you finish watching this video, I'd recommend you check out the most popular video on my YouTube channel, where I basically compare all the most popular business models and actually break it down with an equation and a formula. What works and what doesn't work and what you should probably try based on your unique skill sets. So if you think that YouTube video may be of interest, I'll leave that as a first line in the description and you can watch that after you're done with this. Anyways, so the first secret of the top 1% is they realize that the woman they choose will be the most important decision that they ever make. Outside of work as men, the thing that consumes most of our time is usually women. Whether that be chasing women, having experiences, having fun, whatever, doing your thing, being single, spreading your wings, all that stuff, which by the way, I have done plenty of in the past. It's a lot of fun. Enjoy yourself. Do it if you want to do it. And also don't ever let anyone shame you into thinking that's wrong. It's not wrong at all, but it is undeniably a distraction. So obviously to build a brighter future, the best thing you can have by your side is an incredible woman. But at the end of the day, most men don't choose the right woman to have by their side. Most men that want to accomplish something big in life don't have a partner that understands their grand ambition and understands that they need a safe space at home. If they're going out and they're conquering and they're doing all of this for their future family, for their wife at home, it needs to be a safe space. It needs to be a safe, loving, nurturing, caring environment. Or at least that's what applies to extremely ambitious men, which if you're watching this, I assume is a category of men that you fall into. So either men choose women that are too turbulent or, and I see this a lot as well, men choose women simply based on their looks. And at the end of the day, looks fade. Looks fade and so does attraction. And I'm talking about some of the most beautiful women on earth. I'm talking your 10 out of 10s. I'm gonna be very honest with you. For every you know beautiful girl, 10 out of 10 you see, there is a man at home who's been with that person for years, and no matter how beautiful she is, he's bored of her attraction. He's bored of her looks. And that's just kind of what we're like as men. But so many guys are so stupid, and they think, oh, just because she's pretty, okay, cool, you know, she'll be the woman by my side. It's very foolish because if you have grand ambitions in life, 
it's gonna get turbulent and you need a good person by your side. And that's really what I've noticed with the most successful men. And for me, the most respectable men that I've ever seen is, listen, if they wanted to, they had their turbulence in the past. Like they, they enjoyed themselves, they had their experiences, they did whatever they wanted to do. And some men that I meet that I really respect and are multi-billionaires, they've only had one partner their entire life and that's beautiful as well. But whether you go down the path of high school sweethearts or whether you, you know, have your Playboy era, the destination needs to be the same, which is an incredible woman by your side and a woman that you choose not based purely on looks or, oh, if I go to a dinner party and you know, I got a beautiful woman by my side, I'll have more respect because listen, I can tell you high level men, they don't respect that. I think when I see a guy and he has a beautiful woman by his side and I know that it's just a little bit of fun for him, sure, that's great. But when that's his queen, like that's the woman by his side and she's pretty and that's it, but she has no social intelligence or they're at a dinner table and you know, she's on her phone or she just doesn't really know how to represent her and her man. Just what, what respect is there in that? So just understand for the men watching this, and as you guys know, I speak specifically to men, but still shout out to the 10% or 12% of women that watch this. As a man, the most important decision you will make in your life is the woman that you have by your side. The second success secret, and this is something that personally comes from me, and I tell people this all the time, everyone deserves an opinion, not everyone deserves a say. And here's what I mean by that. There are certain things in life that I simply do not know. I've not done the research, I don't have any life experience. And one of my favorite things, when someone asks me my opinion on something that I'm just not very well educated on, I haven't really given much thought or time or attention to it, I just love being able to say, I'll be honest, I don't really have an opinion on that. Or I just say, I can't really make an informed judgment on that. So what I mean by this is I believe everyone deserves an opinion. Everyone can have an opinion, but not everyone deserves to say it. And you need to understand that this applies to your parents, to your friends, to maybe sometimes even in your business, I will always, always take the opinion of everyone in my business, but some people, they deserve an opinion, but they don't deserve a say. And I don't mean that to belittle anyone because there's areas of my life where I should definitely be allowed an opinion, but maybe I don't really deserve a say because I just, I don't have enough experience in that to really bring anything meaningful to the table. So just remember this next time you're letting other people's judgments cloud that inner direction that you know you have because a lot of people around you will give you their opinion you know your friends your family all this and let them have their opinions but they shouldn't have a say in how your life goes because who are they to tell you unless it's someone who's extremely successful of what you've done then yeah they should probably have a bit of a say in what's going on so from day one always distinguish what is an opinion and what is good advice those two things are very different this third success secret of the top 1% is once they make money, and especially when they make money in a bulk amount, because a lot of people, you know, maybe they sell their company, maybe they have, you know, a massive month in their business, maybe they sign a big contract. Once they get a big sum of money in, they go and buy assets. And the reason that is, is especially in your first, I would say really even your first 10 to 20 years in business or in your career, you are a massive liability to yourself. If you make a lot of money, there's a high chance, a high probability that you will spend it or maybe you have a rough period in your life or maybe you just have a quarter life or a midlife crisis. I mean, these things happen. So instead of having all this cash, instead, when you get a big lump sum of cash in, go buy assets. Go buy assets and go buy good quality things that are a little difficult to sell. Because here's the thing, go invest a percentage of your portfolio into stocks, into crypto. Sure, do these things, but at the end of the day, it's just one click of a button and you can sell it. Whereas when you're buying things like physical gold, when you're buying things like houses, even later down the line, like I've been doing a lot of in the last couple of years, buying equity in businesses, these aren't things that you can just sell easily. So once you start making good amounts of money, just remember you will be the biggest liability to yourself. Just remember that you have a long career ahead of you and there's always time to buy the glamorous things that you want and do this and do that. And you can do those things, but first go buy some assets, go get that money away from you.
Now, the next success secret is do what's practical, not what's sexy. The most successful people I've met, they haven't made their money by having a, a you know an active wear brand or by building this super complicated product that took $73 million in investment to go off the ground. No, most of them make money in really boring ways, really old traditional B2B services, building software and then licensing it out to big corporations, import and export, logistics, timber. Like honestly, the richest people I've met, they don't do things that are like that billion dollar unicorn company. They just find areas in the market where there's inefficiencies or where they can just do something even 3% better. And because of that, they get more of the market shares. So yeah, really what it comes down to is don't think that you need to build a billion dollar unicorn company. Just understand that there's money literally all around you and it doesn't need to be as sexy as you think it does. Now, the next success secret is that the morning sets the tone for the rest of the day. I have friends of mine that are multi-billionaires and some of them wake up at 10 a.m. and some of them wake up at 6 a.m. and they're equally as successful because I have friends of mine that work in different time zones, so for them to wake up at 10 a.m. makes more sense and I have friends that have physical offices and only work in one country, so they don't really need to think about time zones, so for them it's nice to wake up at 6 a.m., wake up, get a training session in, be in the office by eight or nine. So just understand this whole like 5 a.m., 4 a.m. bullshit. Like you don't need to wake up early necessarily to be successful. You just need to wake up at a time that makes the most sense for you. And that can be different for different people. I personally wake up at 8 a.m. Back when I used to live in London, uh, you know, five years ago, I used to wake up at 5.30 in the morning. That worked for me for a while until I realized that like, actually, I'm not really a morning person. And then I stuck to 6.30 because 6.30, I wake up, my personal trainer would be at my house, would be at the gym by seven o'clock. And that worked for me for a few years. And then now, since I moved to Dubai, I have 150 employees and most of my employees are in America or UK. So, you know, now eight, sometimes even 8.30, that works a little better for me. So it's not about the time that you wake up. Instead, it's about having a set morning routine, a set thing that you do every single morning and just understanding that you can't crawl out of bed, eat a high sugar breakfast, scroll on your phone, watch some YouTube and think that that's gonna be an impactful way to start your day. For me, I wake up, I wash my face, I get direct sunlight and do a bit of stretching and warming up for 30 minutes. And then I train for like an hour and a half, have some breakfast and get to work. And that's my schedule here at my home. Sometimes when I'm traveling and I'm not training as intensely, sometimes my morning routine will be wake up, have a coffee and get straight to work. It doesn't need to be anything super crazy or 17 different steps. And the next thing is the less you talk, the more they listen. There's a lot of people out here that spill too many secrets that in negotiations are the first one to say the price. You should never ever be the first one to say the price when you're negotiating a deal and just in general, get themselves in way too much trouble by talking too much. So just remember the less you talk, the less mistakes you're gonna make in sort of high stress situations. And usually the less you talk, the more other people listen. And it's just been my personal observation that the most successful people I know they usually don't talk too much. They would rather listen. They'd rather analyze a room. And it's not always from this Machiavellian, you know, trying to uh, uh, win a war type thing. A lot of times they're just listening because they actually want to get other people's opinions. They want to be questioned. They want to get a new perspective. So just remember, the less you talk, the more they listen. The next thing is pick the right opportunity at the right time. And so many people have issues with this. And I feel like YouTube and social media is a very uh, terrible place for this as well. Because one thing I see a lot is people say, don't do what someone says, do what they do or something along those lines. Do you realize how stupid that is? Because here's the thing. If let's say someone has been in an industry for 10 years and they're telling you, hey, if I was starting out, I would do this. Are you going to be stupid enough to think that you starting from square one can do what someone else is doing after 10 years in the industry. 
No, don't be silly. Everything in life is about doing things in the right order. It's not always about doing the right thing. It's about doing it in the right order. So just understand the things you do today are nowhere near as impressive as what you can do in three years, 10 years, 30 years. In 30 years, if you do business right and if you have a good career, you should be able to make a phone call and that same evening have $5 million in your bank account just simply based off of goodwill and your reputation. You can't do that now. In 30 years, you should probably be able to sell $100,000, a million dollars, $5 million worth of a product or a service before you even create it just because you have so many loyal customers over the years that understand whatever you put out is quality. So I want it even if it's not available yet. You can't do that right now. There's businesses in 30 years that will cost you $4 million to start. And in the first year, they're going to break even. But within five years of running the company, it'll be a $40 million a year company. But just remember, you needed that $4 million to start in the first place. So you don't have that. So don't look at what someone else is doing. Let's say you're a real estate agent. Don't look at what a real estate agent is doing in their 15th year as being a real estate agent. No, look at what they did when they first started. So pick the right opportunity at the right time at what I call the correct point when it comes to your career timing. The next thing is discipline over motivation. Listen, if you're going to become successful, most of the time you're not going to be motivated to do it. Motivation is kind of like runner's high when you're running. When you're running a marathon, you're only going to get runner's high for some of it. For a very small portion, you're going to get that feeling where you're running on clouds and you've got this intrinsic energy and all this stuff. That's a very small portion. When you lose that feeling of runner's high, what, what should you just give up on the marathon? No, you just need to have discipline. You need to lock in and you need to do it whether you feel like you're not. And that's the way having a successful career is. Motivation is great. Sometimes you're going to get it, but it's fleeting. You need to rely on discipline instead. The next success secret of what I've observed and witnessed from my wealthiest of friends is they bought A1 assets as early as they could in their career and they held on to them. A lot of these people have property in London, New York, Paris, LA, you name it. And they've had these properties for 10, 20 years and they've held on to them. And it's not just properties, I'm talking license plates. I'm talking hotels and I understand it's going to take a bit of money to buy these things. So of course you got to focus on having a good career first, but once you have a good career, buy these A1 assets, which aren't the most exciting investments. You know, you're not going to make the craziest returns, but you're never going to lose money. And it's stuff that you can have throughout generations. And I know it's not important right now, but later down the line, and this is one of the next points that I will talk about. So in 20 years, when you want to buy something, let's say you want to buy a jet, you're not going to be spending $20 million on a jet. No, you're going to put $4 million down and the other $16 million the bank is going to give you. And when you have incredible A1 assets in your portfolio, stuff that isn't the highest returns, but there's basically zero risk. The banks will have absolutely zero issue giving you money. The next success secret is that if you sleep on a win, you're going to wake up with a loss. And what I mean by that is just because you won does not make you a winner. Winning is a continuous process. I see a lot of people in their teens and their early 20s. And I'd say this is probably the biggest reason I'm in the position that I am is because I made my first million dollars cash at 18. But a lot of people in that situation, they buy their Lambo or lease it or whatever. They get a nice apartment and then they're king of the castle. They're a winner and they had their win and they're happy with that. Or they go to bed with a win, they hibernate with a win, and then they wake up a few months later with a loss. You need to understand that it is so much harder to keep it and multiply it than it is to get it. Getting it is one thing. So of course, celebrate your wins. Celebrate the times when you said you were gonna do something and you stuck to your word. But just understand that if you stay in that place, if you keep revisiting the past, then the future is not gonna look very pretty for you. 
Now the next success secret, and I kind of alluded to this earlier, is build good relationships with the banks from early on. And the reason I say build good relationships with the banks early on is for a couple of reasons. Number one, as much as I hate banks, at some point you will need them if you do want to creatively finance some of your assets, whether you want to creatively finance a business acquisition, you, you know, you want to buy equity in a new business, you want to start a new business, you name it banks are very useful. And the other thing is when it comes to making a lot of money, I know some of you guys are literally sitting at home in your mom's basement and you're going, why do I need to think about or start worrying about, you know, me making so much money that I need good banks on my side that aren't going to give me troubles. Yeah, listen, maybe this month you're not going to make good money. Maybe next year you're not going to make good money. Hey, maybe you're not going to make good money for 10 years, but there will get to a point if you keep working that you make enough money that it raises normal banks eyebrows, just normal banking eyebrows. And that's where premium banking is a step above. And then eventually you start getting into some of the private banks. And then it's a matter of where do you have your private banking and stuff like that. But the point is from the age of 14, I started reading finance books. I started to understand how the world of banking and finance works. And I didn't need that yet, but at least I was aware and I knew that, hey, once I have a lot of money, I need to be able to have good banking on my side. And by the way, all of my assets, I don't have uh, financing. I don't have a mortgage on any of my properties. I don't owe any bank any money, but it's good to know that if I need $10 million by next week, I have it there if I need it. It's good to know that when I need to send a wire for a few million dollars, they don't give me headaches because if you're dealing with normal banking, good luck, they're going to think you're a criminal. Even if you've been in the cleanest businesses and you have years and years of track record, it's normal banking. They, they want to make your life as difficult as humanly possible. So at least if you can just start thinking about these things from a young age, you don't need to apply it. But I just want to prepare you for it in the same way I prepared for it 10 years ago, well before I even made my money. Now, the next success secret is keep your circle small. Listen, you can have a lot of acquaintances. You can have a lot of business associates. A lot of people can know who you are. But in terms of your actual circle, the people that you will tell things to, the people that you will confide in, you have to keep that circle small because there's only a few select amount of people that can keep up with your pace. With the pace that you're moving forward and you're evolving in life, there's only a few select amount of people that can keep up with it. And the other thing is loose lips sink ships. The more that you tell people things, the more loose ends that you're creating and the more chances for that to come back and bite you. Listen, it doesn't matter what you've done in life, whether you've lived the holiest of holy life or the most sinful of life. People shouldn't know your private business. Your private business should remain private to you. And when you keep your circle small, you know that it's safe. Whereas, you know, if you want to be the person who's buddy buddy with everyone. And as I said, be polite, be friendly. Hey, network, do whatever you want to do. But I'm talking, don't be the person that meets someone. And in the first or second dinner, you know, you're telling them your deepest, darkest secrets and all this stuff. Because my rule with things is I will never tell someone outside of my inner circle, you know, my trusted confidants, I will never tell someone something that I wouldn't want other people to know. So if I tell someone something, I know full well, unless they're in that little small inner circle that I have, that they're gonna tell other people. And even if they don't tell other people, at least I mentally prepare myself for it. And that gives me a good filter of what do I tell people and what do I not. So just remember, keep your circle small and keep your circle solid. The next success secret of the top 1% is radical responsibility. Your marriage failed, your fault. Uh, your business failed, your fault. You know, you got a knee injury that meant you couldn't uh, play tennis for six months, your fault. Whatever it is, it's your fault because that is the only way to properly look at your life and analyze what are the inputs that could have led to this final outcome. You know, whereas if you just blame it on externals and all this, you're not gonna get very far in life. The next success secret is work like your new money, but act like your old money and have the values of old money. From an early age, all I wanted to do was dress like old money, have financial literacy like old money, have old money principles and values. 
And bear in mind, I'm 23. I'm not perfect. I still show aspects to my life and I still talk about money in a way that probably, you know, uh, the old money crowds would hate. But that's also just because, you know, I've been uploading YouTube videos for eight years. I talked about things openly and honestly when I was broke. And I've talked about things openly and honestly now that I've been able to have a decent amount of financial success in my life. So just remember, you want to have that hunger of new money. You know, old money, they don't have that same sort of hunger, but what old money has is wisdom. So if you can match up that hunger, that drive that pushes you forward, but then have the wisdom and always learn from old money, then that will be your secret to not only making a lot of money, but making sure that you don't lose it once you get it. The next success secret, and this may be a little controversial, is that you are not going to change the world but you can make it slightly better. I'm so sick and tired of these people who are like, I'm gonna change the world. You know, I'll give you a perfect example. I Listen, maybe some people have different opinions. I'm just, this is just my opinion. Apple did not change the world. Because here's the thing, I love my iPhone. I love my Apple ecosystem. But if Apple didn't exist, I guarantee you, I would be more than happy with Samsung. There would be no void missing in my life. There'd be no, you know, my life wouldn't be in shatters. I would get used to Samsung very, very quickly. All this stuff. So as a company, realistically, you're not going to change the world, but you can make things slightly better. And that's the beauty of it. For me, I, I just love people that have things in their life that don't seem like that big. You know, for example, a lot of these Japanese sushi chefs, you, you know, you're not changing anyone's life by sourcing the right tuna on the right day and spending 60 years or 40 years in apprenticeship and learning and practicing how to make the right sticky rice and how to sharpen your knife in the right way and how to cut the fish at the right angle. You're not changing anyone's life, but you are making the world slightly better because whatever it is that you're doing, however insignificant it may seem to you, just do it the best that you can. And then that's when the world changes. When we all, rather than trying to be this larger than life person of like, I'm gonna change the world, fuck that. To me, that's just so grandiose and self-absorbed. Just realize, listen, whatever I'm doing, I wanna be the best at it. And I wanna put out the best service, the best product. I wanna put a smile on people's face. I don't care if I'm a waiter, I wanna be the best waiter out there. And you're not gonna change the world by doing that, but you'll make the world a better place. And if we all do that, that's how we change the world. The next success secret is that private victories lead to public victories. And you need to understand this. You need to understand that when you see someone who gets on their jet or they drive their Rolls Royce or whatever it is, there were so many private victories that went into it. Just understand the bigger the public victory, the more private victories that went into it. You know, for someone to go out there and buy a Gucci or Balenciaga hoodie, they probably didn't need to have that many private victories. They probably didn't need to have that many years of just sacrificing, putting your head down, discipline, doing things that you don't wanna do because you have to do it. It really didn't take that many private victories to create that public victory. But for someone to buy a $60 million jet, you bet your ass there was so many private victories that you will never comprehend, you will never understand. You bet your ass that when a boxer wins a boxing match at the highest level, that's cool. But you know how many private victories went into that? How much shit people don't see? So just understand whatever you want in life, the bigger the public victory, the more private victories are gonna need to go into it. And the last and final success secret of the top 1% is that after 10 years of doing one singular thing, it will start to look effortless. And I think sometimes people look at someone's career or how good someone is at something and they go, I could never do that. They just make it look so effortless. They make it look so easy. Of course, when you work that hard, it starts to look easy. It starts to look elegant. And you really start to have that effect after 10 years onwards. When someone has been doing something for 10 years plus, it will start to look effortless. And just understand that shouldn't scare you when you first start. That's a part of their process. They had to go through that process of things being clunky and them being bad at things. And they had to do it so many years, a decade plus. 
and then it starts to look effortless. And eventually when you find something that you have respect for, that you have appreciation for, and you go, okay, I'm gonna dedicate my life to becoming good at this thing, even if I wake up with zero motivation for it or not. When you dedicate years to that, eventually you will start to make it look effortless. So ladies and gentlemen, those are 17 success secrets I have learned from not only the top 1%, but the top 0001% in many different domains and verticals in life. I feel like this is one of those videos you really need to rewatch again and again and again to really let these lessons sink in. And as always, I'm watching you from afar and I'm rooting for you.